Live from the Victor Room, Brooklyn, New York, this is House of Voting impacts everything in our lives. The air we breathe, the water we drink, and the work we do. That was a direct quote from the amazing documentary slash movie by the incomparable Greg Palast. Uh, the name of this movie is The Best Democracy Money Can Buy. And it has a longer title. Um, but it was so impactful. Like, I'm rarely at a loss for words in my life, no matter what the situation. But after watching a film like this, it moves you. It moves you because if you're able to understand and comprehend and think critically, um and coming in with no racial bias. If you are someone with racial bias or someone who he is pointing out as being the wrongdoer, then yes, I can see why you could watch this film and be like, but no, and come up with your weird ways of justifying this act of deplorableness. If that's even, it is just deplorable. The what is it? It's a quest almost in this country when slaves moved from property to people in some sense by freeing them. Legally, we can talk about constitutionally and all of that, how that was even something that was crazy after, as they call, antebellum slavery. But once property from people shifted and there was an acquisition of property and of communities, it became a quest to suppress voting rights for people of color because at people of color for African Americans, particularly in this context. But now fast forward to 2020, it's also including Hispanics and Asians as well. So yes, we can use that. But going back historically to after slavery and after the building up of Black communities in the South, building up of Black business for whatever they were, the little legal limitations that they had, they were still able to flourish and to shine and to become uh, not recognized legally members of society, but society still, they're, they're a part of it. They were 
not only was slavery built up the American economy, after slavery, they continued to do that as well. And there was a quest to not just suppress, suppress it, su- suppress entails in the definition that you are still there living and breathing. There was, you know, with the Jim Crow South and those initiatives to lynch Black men, that was to put the fear into Black people that you are not valued and the right to vote is something you will never get. And we're going to scare you by finding those individuals or not even... It's not like lynching was a form of capital punishment. Like this was something that was justified in the law as being you have committed a crime and instead of being... It was a form of death penalty. Like that's not the case. This was a mob gathered and created sort of attack to disenfranchise African-Americans to strip them of any of getting any type of power. It was bad enough that they were adding to the economic industry post-slavery. But then in order to have a say on what funds are delegated in your state to go to, that's what your vote gives you. Just as this quote from The Best Democracy Money Can Buy said so clearly and so simply that the reason why there's such an aggressive quest to squash, that's what I'm trying to get, is like it wasn't about suppression at that time. They were trying to squash it by lynching people and by killing and scaring people and setting dogs on people and blowing up uh, uh, churches and killing little children and beating you know people as they're trying to peaceably march. That's why it was so deep to them because they just could not fathom what these newly freed people could do if they amassed power politically. That was scary to them. And that fear is still here today in 2020. Although lynching, like how they did in the South, the song Southern uh, Strange Fruit, Billie Holiday sang it so beautifully, so beautifully and scarily because it's a horrible song. If you look at the lyrics, it is talking about that there were so many black bodies swinging in the trees that it was like an apple tree or a pear tree or a lemon tree. When you see the mad fruit along a tree, that's what that song was about. And it was deep and it actually got Billie Holiday uh, good old uh, Hoover was on her like white on rice, probably a bad analogy, but was just stuck to that woman. And I mean, you can read some articles about how it's not too well known, but the research is out there about how that led to her, a lot to her mental, um, probably anxiety or mental illness or or she had drug problems and they knew that and they exploited her for that because she sang that song, because she was drawing attention 
to what was going on in the South. And this was mainly to squash these people and to put fear in them so voting wouldn't even be something that they would want to do. That was the whole thing behind it. And yes, through through the the power of resistance and nonviolent coordination and community and leadership, they were able to stop those mass lynchings in the South, even though I know they continue through, but they weren't on the pervasive level that they were in in the 20s and the 30s. So by the time Dr. King came around and they started uh, um, sending, training people in the North and sending them to the South, to the Deep South and to Mississippi and Alabama, where these uh, lynchings and Jim Crow tactics were the worst to try and train people and educate them and uh, uh, protest for the right to vote and all, all of this. And people lost their lives and were injured and put their lives on the line for this. That's how important, that's how important your vote is in this country structure. Like, even though they've done so many things now, other than lynch people, they've gotten more sophisticated in their ways of suppression. It's become more, um, technological. It's become more with using state government to shut down polling sites and to do a barrage. They have like a whole bag of horrible just tricks and and uh, disguises things set up as one way. And then when you find out it's something else just to trick, just to uh, strip away, that's when the suppression comes in and it is real. And for myself, someone that is a student of life and how politics intertwine, for me to learn from this awesome and amazing movie documentary, I can't say it enough, Greg Palast is an institution. For me to learn in this that I learned so much by the way but the the thing that I got out of it the thing that was the pit in my belly was the fact that in 2013 the voting rights act and let me just back up before I even drop that bomb first of all I just got such a deeper perspective of what Martin Luther King did with the voting rights act like this is why this man has a holiday because my, not only was he assassinated in a brutal, conspiratorial way at such a young age, but the impact that this man had with, of course, the teams of people behind him, not just him, but him taking on the leadership role and what the Voting Rights Act meant Getting the president of the United States standing there, that iconic picture of King hovering over Lyndon Johnson as he is signing this thing into federal law is one of the greatest accomplishments in this country for someone who was not in, in a political insider. This is someone from the outside, someone of the 99% leading the charge to say no the federal government is going to step in and watch over these states that be trying to suppress and squash us from getting our right to vote. 
And that's such a victory. And it's so even downplayed in schools, even when you're studying politics and government like I did. We did that. That should have been a whole year's worth of class talking about how important the Voting Rights Act is. And so just getting a deeper appreciation for King by watching this, I just feel so elated. But then to hear the crushing news that I was completely unaware of, that in 2013, under an Obama administration, the Supreme Court voted in some five to four ruling to gut this Voting Rights Act. Like basically the the work, the sweat, the blood, the blood. They called uh, Sunday Bloody Sunday for a reason because blood was shed from little girls. I heard testimony from little girls where when they children were marching on that bridge and how these police officers took out billy clubs and beating them up the side of the head blood spattering everywhere like what just because these people want to be counted because they they're human beings blood runs through them the same blood that's through you and because they want to be counted because they want to have a say on on the water that we drink and the air that we breathe and all of that stuff you want to take that from them how much more do you want to take from these people <laughs> that's what i'm just saying the 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 greed that's why when you watch something like this and you are open-minded. Some people can't deal with it. It's too much for them. But please push back all of those I feel are selfish feelings. No, I don't want to deal with this. No, you have to deal with it because this is real. (laughs) This is real. This is not imaginary. It's not something that Greg Palace thought of and just was like, oh, let me write this story. This is real. This is true. This is what people like gave their lives for. And in 2013, under Obama administration, the Supreme Court ruled to like gut out major sections of the Voting Rights Act that basically take away the government's right to step in and survey what certain states, which have a long history of voter suppression, probably every state. So they just focus on... The southern states, but let me tell you, voter suppression happens in all 50 states. But let's just concentrate on the ones that were lynching and killing people to try and squash them and to squash their dreams of voting and uh, that nature. So that's what the Supreme Court ruled to basically gut, like trying to take away that response because it's so hard for the federal government to keep doing this. Please, like how much resources, how much money was going in to having the government oversee and make sure that these things were done and the justification for it, the Supreme Court justices like John Roberts and Antonin Scalia, the one who died up in that like scary, nasty, pedophile sex ranch. So that should show you what type of individual he was. And Clarence Thomas, all writing, talking about, well, all of the evidence says that basically voter suppression is like getting better. So why do we have to keep watching over? (laughs) And 
I mean, like, and Scalia's dissent was like crazy that I was reading the gasp were going in the room the way he was like, ah, you think you're entitled? You black people have special, everything's great now. No one's lynching you, so get over it. Basically, that's how, basically. And it's like, what? And RBG, that's RGB, RBG, RGB, Ruth Bader Ginsburg in her uh, uh, opposition or the whatever the exact word is you know what I'm saying in her she was not obviously trying to let them do that but she's one of the more I can't even call her progressive but she's one of the more smart people on that bench so she was like what kind of justification is that to say that we don't need to still be looking at this because that's like saying you have an umbrella and it's raining oh I don't need the umbrella anymore and it's still pouring outside like what kind this is not a justification to say that this should stop which is which makes sense like no there's too much like what are you kidding me like you people aren't cluing into life and life as we know it like of course voter suppression is still going on it's going on everywhere and it's still going on in these states until the day that america does not exist anymore this should be something that we do not touch because obviously it means a lot for these votes count for something. They would not be trying so hard and trying to come up with so many ways to try and strip you of it if it still was meaningless. So this whole notion that has gone out into Um, different spaces, whether it's youth space, whether it's progressive space, because they get so uh, frustrated with the system. And I get it. I understand that frustration. But when you look at what these people like, I could not help but get welled up inside when I'm watching this woman who is telling an account as a child as she walked across the uh the Sunday bloody Sunday bridge and she's watching people get beat up and get and uh, tear gas in the face and they still kept marching on and she's singing we shall overcome and she's about to start crying but she keeps it together because she said she still believes so it's like come on y'all like yes the system we know how corrupt it is but like i said these people would not be working 24 7 the way they are trying to come up with new ways to make voter laws all complicated and all this and all that if it didn't mean anything so we still have to get out there if it's not in the name of martin luther king and what he really did and accomplished even if that's the only thing to get your butt out there to go and to do it and to make sure you jump through all the hoops because they will be trying to strip you of it so if you can get that photo id get that photo id make sure you got all your ducks in a row like reach out get on social media and type in voter registration in your in your area in your state so that you know all the rules and regulations you know how to fill out that ballot because i'm telling you if you make one mistake on that thing they're gonna throw it away they're gonna throw it away and don't let them throw away your vote it still counts even if it's on principle 
even if it's on principle, you can try. So that totally negates the argument that uh, the system is so corrupt. Okay, let me not say it like that because the system is corrupt and it is like terrible and like disgusting, like the depths that these people will go. But like I'm telling you, the depths that they go, that's why it's important. And even if you're saying, oh, well, it won't count anyway because the electoral college and the delegates and the super delegates. And I get that. And that's all whack. But I'm saying go back to the principle. Go back and see and really understand what that Voting Rights Act meant for Martin to put his life on the line to go sit up to Lyndon Johnson, a, a preacher from Atlanta, got to do that and got to enact a major law that was written on the federal level. That is some mind-blowing stuff right then and there. And my goodness, thank God for not only King, but all of the people that were involved, Black and white and Puerto Rican and everybody, everybody under the sun who was there, who volunteered, who worked, who put their life on the line for that. And we have to remember that and keep marching forward. That's what I'm talking about. That's what's up. Thank you, Greg Palace. Shout out to Greg. Shout out to this documentary slash movie. It is fantastic. Not only Is it informative like a documentary? He also makes it entertaining. It's funny. You definitely need to check it out. I believe you can watch it online, maybe on his website, gregpalace.com. You can find different ways to view it. But if you have Amazon Prime, it is available. So I would definitely, it's a, I'm going to watch it again because there was so much information packed up in there that Really, if you want to try to understand it, it's probably something you'd have to watch twice, but it is totally worth it. Check it out and let's keep moving. We shall overcome. Thank you for listening to yet another episode of House House of Knuckle. Knuckle. Knuckle.